0: Welcome to a special five-part podcast series on the new Treliant, sponsored by Treliant. Over this five-part podcast series, we will discuss what is new at the company and key issues that Treliant is helping to lead and define in the online training industry going forward. Over this five-part series, I will visit with Treliant CEO, John Arendez, Maggie Smith, Vice President for Human Resources, Scott Schneider, Head of Content Development. I know you will enjoy this special five-part podcast series on the new Treliant. First, a word about Treliant. The mission to transform compliance training from boring to brilliant, Treliant's award-winning training helps organizations create and maintain respectful, inclusive workplaces Reliant's modern approach to e-learning is designed to motivate positive behavior through realistic video scenarios and up-to-date content that is interactive, easy to customize, and connects with today's mobile workforce. Treliant currently serves 8,000 organizations across industries and geographies. In this episode, two, I continue my visit with John Arendez on When the Department of Justice Speaks. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again for another episode in our five part series with Treliant. Today I have with me John Arindas. John, first of all, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure.
0: John, we've had some communications from the regulators over the past couple of years about what they expect in training first at the federal level with the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission, and also many state regulators have also communicated what their expectations for uh, are are around training. And I wanted to start with the following. In October, the Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco gave a speech to the White Collar Defense Bar uh, where she announced changes uh, under the Biden administration's DOJ, for FCPA, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, matters, other white-collar crimes. And for the first time, uh, the Department of Justice, ta- she talked about corporate culture. And she said that companies uh, and compliance officers need to assess culture. They need to uh, work on it and monitor it and remedy if if they fi- find it wanting. And that the Department of Justice would actually look at a company's culture uh, if a company is in an enforcement action. So I wanted to to use that as a way to uh, talk about how the Treliant solutions or suites of solutions really help companies now uh, directly answer those challenges from the Department of Justice. How do you assess culture? How do you Help to improve culture, and if you get into to trouble and in your in an enforcement action, how can you, in a documented way, shown you've tried to improve your culture going forward?
1: Yeah, so a lot to un, unpack there. I, I think when you look at at the very top of that sort of um, question and and what the, what the administration is thinking about, let let's look at the issues that have come out in the past. Uh, that we know of 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 the the some of the largest companies in the world and that issue is always stemming from a culture at the top in which um there's not an appreciation uh necessarily for a culture that is is being one that is is inclusive it's diverse it's respectful and i think the doj and 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 those around are rightfully so in looking at it because i think what we've seen historically in the past is organizations put out some training that talk about the law and they simply move on and they say look we did our training and i think the doj is and others are saying in the administration hey by the way we want to understand what it is that you're doing beyond just checking the box and we've heard that you know for years right but but we want to understand how you're how you're, you're, you're creating a culture of inclusiveness and culture of, uh, respect and so forth. And I think how, you know, how we have helped companies and we try, look, there's no perfect answer to this is, is, you know, companies are using Treliant in a way because we create these real life scenarios. So the DOJ talks about, you know, their training should offer practical advice, case, case studies, you know, address real life scenarios. And so in our training, we create videos that create an event experience. I've talked about this in one of our other episodes. You know, I like to think about us creating these uh episodes. We create episodes every year with seasons, and we're in season five of our PDH. And every time we release those, it's a new scenario. It's it's based on real life. And so when we talk with our customers, they also say to us, look, Here's our culture. Here's what we're trying to get to. How do you help us with that? Well, it's not just one course. So, for example, we have our DEI suite, which has a whole program of courses that interlock to each other to create a, um, a learning experience and an engagement experience and one that we hope will help a company in either changing their culture or reinforcing it. We also work with companies to roll out what we call sparks. And we we use the word sparks because it's spark a conversation. So organizations will periodically use these to challenge the organization. Are we staying with our values? Are we staying with our missions? And so when I think about what the, what the, the DOJ and others are thinking about as they look at these programs, I'm very confident with our customers who use Treliant they can point to, by the way, oh, we've used several of their suites, their PDH suite, their DEI suite, their code of conduct suite. You know, here's what we're doing. Here are the videos. Here's how we are reinforcing the culture uh, that we want here. And so that's how I think, you know, I'm a little biased there, but that's how I think we we help cus- customers, you know, address that issue. There's certainly not a one size fit all.
0: Uh, anyone who has ever heard me speak knows I have always said the following, that the three most important things in any compliance program are document, document, document. And so I wanted to ask if, uh, say, a company is finds themselves uh, with the government knocking at the door with a subpoena or wanting information, and they've taken the tr- one of the Trelian suites of trainings that you mentioned, John, how is that documented? They can show the government, here's what we've done, and then perhaps here's how we've used that information going forward.
1: Yeah. So, so a couple of ways, uh, uh, you know, our programs certainly work within a multitude of systems. So we know there's plenty of LMSs out there and they work there. And certainly uh, any of those would provide the reporting uh, that I think, and hopefully they do that we we do. Uh, but if you're sitting within the the client LMS and, and framework, uh, it really, we give you that reporting capability at a granular level, you know, from, um, uh, you know from department individual state you know we can really go granular into the area and we're evolving this in our next couple of releases uh within our courses to look at question level analysis uh as well and and that's more for companies to look at wow that's why does everybody get in question seven wrong that you know talks about what's the uh What's the limit for a bribe, <laughs> as an example? You know, why, how, do, how do they not know that? So why are we getting question nine wrong? So we're going to be looking at question level analysis to help uh, companies understand more about their employees and understanding of certain topics and areas. But overall, from a reporting standpoint, we can give a very detailed analysis for, uh, for customers as they use the product.
0: John, there's a couple of other pieces of information the Department of Justice has shared with us over the past couple of years regarding training. In 2019, they released a document entitled The Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs. And for the first time, they specified that training needs to be effective and training needs to be targeted. Um, And so I wanted to maybe focus on the targeted training. How does Treliant help uh, its customers and your clients really to focus on the the specific training that people need, recognizing a gatekeeper may need additional training as opposed to an employee in a more general function who needs a general training. And how can you work with your clients and your customers to help really give them that, that type of uh, targeted training for those who need it?
1: Yeah, so I'll even take it a, a, a further level in terms of industry, right? I think that's something we've talked about before. So, you know, doing a training that relates taking a, 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 a preventing discrimination and harassment training and rolling it out to the healthcare community is somewhat different than rolling it out, let's say, into a restaurant environment so let's take it at that level we'll go a little deeper on the granularity so first of all we have a number of vertical uh specific training meaning you know we have uh, the healthcare pdh program and dei suite and so forth that when someone takes it you know it's it's an it's a real world scenario that's based on the healthcare environment people can relate to it so as you think about that with the DOJ, what they don't want to see the healthcare group taking training that's based on an office environment or a, or a, a warehouse environment, and vice versa. So we have all those different scenarios that are based on the environment in which those employees work. So that's one of the things, by the way, that our customers really love, especially the GCS and, and CCOs, because to your exact point, it's 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 targeted right to the audience. Now, as we think about um, getting a little more granular in terms of the job roles, uh, we try to create scenarios with different job positions uh, doing those different scenarios. So, let's use the the nurse at uh, working with a doctor versus a you know a receptionist working with the doctor and things of that nature and, and that type of training. Uh, we also offer almost sixty eight different courses right now. That go into various subjects that can be used at a very high level and very and, and get very granular. The other thing we've talked about quite often that that our customers like to this exact point is we make it so easy that for them to customize. So when they've looked at some of our training, they go, "You know what? That's that's really granular." Let's say in our anti-money laundering course. But you know what? We don't need that granular for this group of folks. Uh, So we just want to take some stuff out and make it for for that group. And you know what? We'll leave the real granular stuff for this particular group. So because we make it so customizable and easy to customize for the uh, the customer and allowing them different videos and so forth, they can do that targeted focus for each of the individuals in those groups.
0: John, the second piece of information we got was in June of 2020, the Department of Justice released its update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs. In this document, for the first time, the DOJ started to talk about short directed training and uh, training perhaps a, a little more often, but less less lengthy. So it could be one minute, it could be five minutes. But how is Treliant really incorporating that sort of short directed training into its options for your clients and customers?
1: Yeah, so we have something called Sparks, and, it, and that name comes from Sparking a Conversation. And, and, and look, I think that we all know it, it, we'd love to do these full trainings in five minutes, but that's not the reality. Uh, however, what, what, you know, our interpretation, I think others of this is, is how do you do the reinforcement? How do you make sure that these trainings that you're rolling out, let's say uh, on anti-bribery, you know, that you throughout the year give reinforcements, these spark the conversations. And so we have a, a, a library of these sparks, around 40 of them on various topics, we, we can create them very easily for customers who say, you know what, I like that topic on, you know, office etiquette, you know, in terms of from in, from as we look at, uh, you know, an anti-harassment standpoint, I like that. Could you make that into a two minute refresher that I like to roll out every every quarter? So we're, we're able to help customers do this. We have a whole standard library of those that come right out of the box with our library subscription and, and people are using them continuously Uh, to do the reinforcements throughout the year. And I think, you know, I see those becoming more and more important to programs and we're looking to create more of those.
0: Well, John, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted any more information on Treliant or some of the topics we've talked about today. What would be the best way for them to find out more information?
1: Yes, thanks, Tom. Uh, Of course, treliant.com, t r a L-I-A-N-T dot com and compliant rhymes with trilliant. So uh, always think of it that way. And and of course, if anybody wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, John Arendes, A-R-E-N-D-E-S, always happy to. And and Tom, it's always a pleasure. And thank you for for taking the time to speak with me. Uh,
0: I hope our listeners will join us for our next episode where we take up uh, the topic of DEI. John, I look forward to continuing this conversation. This is Tom Fox. Treliant has a great number of resources on their website and information on how you can improve your online training experience. You can check it all out at treliant.com. I hope you'll join me again for another episode of the new Treliant. This special five-part podcast series sponsored by Treliant is a production of the Compliance